Praise the Lord, everyone. Praise the Lord. Welcome, welcome, welcome to New Covenant Worship Center. We are live here in the building, amen, to get started on this last Sunday in the month of November. I'm telling you, God has been good to us. He's allowed us to see this month of November, amen, and we have made it to the 28th day of the year, amen. So we're just grateful and honored, amen, to be in his presence on today. You all forgive my voice. It's going gonna, it's gonna to pump up a little bit later, amen. But I'm just grateful, amen, for God being in this place today. We want to welcome you all on YouTube, on Facebook. Come on in the building, amen, and begin to share this, like, comment. It's going to be an absolutely phenomenal time in the Lord, amen. So we're in great expectation of a mighty move of God on today. We're going to have praise and worship, prayer, the word of God, and we're going to allow God to move in this place by his Holy Spirit. So come on, those of y'all in the building, come on, stand to your feet. Evangelist Mary, come on up and uh, open us up in prayer this morning. I'm going to say my voice a little bit. Amen. Come on, y'all can give the Lord a better hand praise than that. We in the house of the Lord. We come to bless him. We come to magnify him. We come to lift up his name on today. For he is worthy of the praise. He is worthy to be glorified. He is worthy to be magnified. And we come to bless his name on this morning. So come on, let's give him another hand praise. Hallelujah, Jesus. All glory to his name. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father God, we bless you this morning. We praise you this morning. We have an attitude of gratefulness and thanksgiving. And we thank you for this day that you have made. And we choose on purpose to rejoice and to be glad in it. And Father God, we just thank you this morning. We cannot say that we love you or we cannot say that we thank you enough because you are God Almighty all by yourself and it's because of your grace it is because of your mercy that we can see, that we can hear, that we can speak that we can talk, that we can touch, that we can feel Father God so Father God we're not going to take for granted the things that are automatic to us each and every day because somebody can't hear, somebody can't see Somebody can't walk. Somebody can't talk. So while we have breath, you said that everything that has breath, praise the Lord. So we praise you this morning, Father God. We praise you on the instruments, hallelujah. We praise you with our hands lifted up to you, Father God. We praise you in our heart. We praise you as we rock from side to side because we can stand and we can rock from side to side. So I just want to take time this morning, Father God, to acknowledge you and to be grateful for the things that we take for granted each and every day. So we magnify you this morning, Father God. We magnify you. The psalmist said, oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. So I can't magnify you enough, Lord. I say, bless the Lord, oh, my soul, and all that is within me. I bless your holy name, Father God, and I don't forget your benefits. You daily bless us, Lord. You daily give us breath to get up and to pray and to acknowledge you and to praise you and to thank you, Father God. I can't thank you enough, but I thank you with everything that is in me, Father God. I want to thank you. I want to thank you and only you because it is you that gives me life. It is you that gives me strength when I'm weak. It is you that gives me a praise when I'm feeling low. It is you that gives me a song when I'm sad. 
that. It is you that activates the fruit of the spirit. It is you that loves unconditionally. It is you that sets the example for us as believers to follow. So I thank you for it, Lord. I thank you. I bless you. I praise you. I will never, never have enough tongues to tell you how much I love you, to tell you how much I praise you, to tell you how much I bless you. But I bless you with everything that is in me, Father God. You are worthy alone. I just want this morning to be set aside to give you the praise and the glory that is due your name. Sometimes all we need to do is to just praise you, to just worship you, to magnify you, to tell you how awesome we are. You know, I have to come before you to tell you we need this and we need that. All we need to do is what you created us to do. And we were created to make your name glorious, hallelujah. We want to magnify you and make your name glorious. Holy Spirit, we welcome you in this place. Because you said in the word that you inhabit the praises of your people. So right now, Father God, we just praise you. We just praise you. We just praise you. We lift you up, Jesus.
towards us. Listen, I, I'm shouting on the inside. My, my voice can't shout like I wanted to shout this morning. But I want you all to be encouraged because Mother Simmons walked in here this morning with a determined mind. And, and you don't know what she's gone through. Last week she was in the hospital and, and they were trying to give her some different diagnosis. And, and I called her on Thanksgiving just to check on her and and she said, Pastor, thank you for calling. Amen. And she was just excited to hear my voice. And she just began to just say, I, I, I'm not receiving what the doctor said. She said, I'm believing God for healing. And she said, I'm going to praise God. I'm going to bless God. And she said, I'm going to try to get it there on Sunday. I said, well, Mother, you, you got to get some rest. Amen. And just get well. But when she came through the doors at 87 years old dealing with sickness in her body she said i know who my healer is i know who my deliverer is she said i've been to the doctors i've been seeing the nurses i've been in the hospital but i know who the true and living god is and if you got two good legs and you got some good arms and you can lift up your voice and begin to just stand to your feet and shout for mother simmons and just give god the glory because you don't know what your shout will do to strengthen her spirit to begin to lift her up to let her know that she can run on to see what the end is going to be I believe God this morning that his anointing is being stirred up in the atmosphere and that God will begin to shift and he'll begin to encourage he'll begin to uplift and he'll take you out of your pit if you would praise somebody else's blessing and bless his name for somebody else's deliverance for somebody else's healing oh I believe God this morning I gotta have it I gotta have the anointing and I'm releasing the anointing of the power of the Holy Ghost I feel my strength coming back Some of you were complaining because you had a, a little pain in your leg and, and you had a little slight headache. And you said, I really don't feel like it this morning. It's a little cold or, or whatever the excuse was. But God graced us. I don't know about you, but I want to see 87. I don't know about you, but I want to see 90. I want to see 100. I want to see 110. Oh, I want to see 120. I believe God today that he will extend our life. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, God is good. He's well able to do it. He's well able to do it. So I just wanted you to shout with mother this morning just to encourage her, amen, to keep running on. Come on, let's give God a hand praise as you take your seat. My God, my God. I'm telling you, that's encouraging. Some of us, we get so lax and we make so many excuses and I'm coming. And she made it. 
I just thank God for grace. I just that gives you hope that you know what you gotta keep believing. You gotta keep trusting. You gotta keep pushing, pushing forward. So we're excited, amen, about this morning, amen. I'm excited about this word. I'm telling you, God is going to move in this place. We had an awesome time on last week. We had an awesome Thanksgiving Day service. I'm telling you, it was absolutely amazing. I thank God for that, that God placed it upon our heart. Everybody that came out, fellowship, even online, it was just amazing, amen. Thank God for our visitor. She came and she had came in at the end, but she said she's coming back. Thank you, uh, woman of God, for being here on today. And we're just excited about what God is going to do. So listen, I'm going to get out the way and um, get our announcements going. And then we're going to come back and, and get everything else in order. And we're going to go forward in the word. Turn your attention to our monitors and you'll see our virtual announcements. Good morning, Minister Ted Whitehead and my wife. Prophetess Victoria. And we're here to encourage all of us saints to come 9 o'clock to 9.45, our Sunday school class. And it's here for us to learn and to have fun, to enjoy and understand God's word. Amen? Amen. Amen. And we have a good time. We laugh, we cry, and it's okay if you cry. Because when you cry, it washes the soul. Amen. But come out and learn how to apply God's word to your everyday life. Amen. 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 And check it out, y'all. Apostle Jonas has been in us with a dope new series called I Gotta Have It. Meaning, I gotta have that anointing. I don't know about y'all, but I gotta have that anointing. I need it. So y'all come on in the building or watch it on Facebook Live or YouTube Live and get that anointing. And check it out, y'all. Apostle Jonas has been in us with a dope new series called I Gotta Have It. Meaning, I gotta have that anointing. I don't know about y'all, but I gotta have that anointing. I need it. So y'all come on in the building or watch it on Facebook Live or YouTube Live and get that anointing. And check it out, y'all. Apostle Jonas. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hey, you gotta have it. Oh, now we got a verb effect. I told you we're going to the next level. Amen. Amen. Listen, we give God praise. It's all good. Amen. We know our announcements. Amen. Um, we're just looking forward. Thursday is Bible study um, at 6.30 p.m. Tuesday night is men's prayer uh, at 8.30 p.m. on the prayer call line. And um, Wednesday we'll be back in praise, praise, uh, praise team rehearsal 7 p.m. Amen for the praise team. And... Um, then next week Sunday we're back here in service uh, Today we're going to be picking the names For our uh, honor seat For our medical staff workers So we're going to bless 10 medical staff workers Amen uh, With $125 just to say thanks For their sacrifice during this pandemic And those being on the front line in that medical area So we just want to go pull 10 names Amen And bless them and just allow God to just um, Encourage the people Amen And encourage our medical staff uh, We also we got a card from uh, one of our visitors that came and, and the Lord led us to sow a seed into her life, Sister Emily Gwynn. I believe that's Deacon Ryan, her cousin, his, his cousin. Uh, I would like to thank you and your congregation for your kindness. Words cannot express my gratefulness to you all. God bless you, Mrs. Emily Gwynn. Amen. So we thank God for um, being a blessing and those who say thank you, amen, and appreciate the blessing. So um, any other announcement that I may have missed? Amen. Let's get ready to take up our offer. Amen. This is where an opportunity for everybody to participate in giving and to be able to sow your tithes and offering. 
Um, this is a time when you can just begin to sow. We're sowing towards our tithes and offering. And this is the last Sunday we'll sow toward our medical staff uh, seed. So um, sow your seed toward that under Outreach 2021. Um, so we're doing tithes and offering. Then you can do Outreach 2021. This is the last seed towards our medical staff. And next week will be Abundant Seed Sunday. And after that, we're going to start sowing for our Christmas giveaway. Amen. Yes. That'll be our last outreach of the year. Amen. So listen, if you're watching online, you can go to www.newcovncwc.com. Click the Give tab and you can give online at our website. Those of you all who uh, have the uh, Easy Tie app, or if you don't have it, download the app. That's an easy way to give. It keeps track of your giving. And you can sow right there on Easy Tie the same way. Uh, look for, if you need to download the app, go to New Covenant Worship Center, Joliet, Illinois, and search it and put all the information in. You don't have to put it in every time you give. It's saved, and you'll be able to give. Amen. Those of y'all who want to give by the post office, you still using that good old mail system. Amen. Write that paper check out. We receive it in the mail. Mail it to 2423 Glenwood Avenue, Joliet, Illinois. 60435 is the mailing address. Those of you in the building, if you need an envelope, please raise your hand. If you need an envelope, please raise your hand. How many know giving is a blessing? Amen. Y'all need to be excited about this offer. Come on, Brother Marcus, just put, play some notes on there. It don't matter. <laughs> they act like they go, my God, I got a game today. Jesus Christ. Holy God. What did I do to do this? <laughs> God has blessed you all week. Amen. You got your paycheck on Friday. Amen. You're direct deposited. Amen. You have money to get through the week and pay your bills. Give your tithes and offering. I'm telling you, sow unto the kingdom. Ready on my right hand side, please receive from the rear to the front to sow your seed. Those of y'all on my right, please sow your seed from the rear. Come on up to the front. Receive from the rear to the front. 
the offering, amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for the time and offering this morning, God. We thank you, Lord, for every seed that was sown, Father. And we pray that you will continue, Lord, to bless your people, God. That you will bless those that, had it, that may not have had it to give on today, God. That you will bless them on next time. We release, God, increase, overflow, and a 100-fold return upon this offering, God. And we pray that it shall continue to be used for the work of the ministry and for the building of your kingdom. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Um, if I call your name, um, please see Sister Chantel uh, after service. Uh, Sister Chante, um, I believe you meant um, Lord. Jesse, Tashonda, Mother Simmons, Joshua, Joanne, Annette, Evangelist Mary, and Prophet Karen. Which Prophet Karen? I mean, I'm gonna say which prophet's Karen. I'm thinking about which. I'm, you said Karen, but I'm thinking about prophet's hand. Prophet's Karen, Deacon Ryan, Sister Michelle Manning, uh, Minister Caesar, and Sister Elsa. Sister Carol is not here. All right, just see them after service. See Sister Chantel. All right, y'all ready for the word? Amen. 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 Let's go to Deuteronomy. I'll take you there to Deuteronomy. And get you situated, but we're going to work our way up to it. Is that all right? Amen. <clears throat> get you a chapter. We're going to get around to 31, and then we'll be 34. Amen. Um, we want to give a thanks, amen, and a shout out to uh, Joliet Catholic. They won the state championship. Joshua Jones on the offense. Thank God for everybody that saw the game, supported, and uh, he's the offensive lineman of the year for his conference, amen. And so they had an awesome, awesome win, amen. 56 to 27, amen, against uh, um, Sacred Heart Griffin, amen, out of Springfield. So it was a great game Friday night. Congratulations to all the entire team. It was a team effort. I'm telling you, it was a hard win, but we won, and it was a blessing. Amen? Amen. All right, listen, um, we, we're talking about this series, uh, I Gotta Have It, and we're talking about the anointing. Yeah. And uh, we talked about last week um, understanding what the anointing is and who was uh, to be ordained anoint, anointed, um, as we talked about Aaron being anointed as the priest for the people. Um, and anoint means to smear or rub with oil, uh, somebody that's been set aside to be anointed and designated for a specific work. And so we talked about that and we got to understand that we learned about how the oil was made and uh, those who had been uh, to be anointed with the oil. Um, it was supposed to be certain people. And if anybody else would use the oil for anything other than that, they would have to deal with the consequences. And so today um, I want to talk about um, when you talk about this anointing and what happens when the anointing is upon you and how God will begin to change your spirit, how God he will begin to move you into the place of fulfilling your purpose and your destiny. 
um, the anointing comes to begin to take you to the level and do the things that are supernatural and things that you will be able to do that outside of your own strength, outside of your own abilities, and that you understand and recognize, I need God, I need his anointing to allow me to move and to go through and to overcome whatever situation comes my way. And so I want you to begin to understand the life of Joshua today and what was upon his life and the assignment that was on his life. And so Joshua was a man of God that was assigned to Moses and he was his assistant. And as Moses was going through with the children of Israel and, and going through those various things that they came out of Egypt, here it is. Joshua was standing. He was with him. He began to experience the things that Moses experienced. He saw the different powers and the different signs and wonders that were being wrought at Moses' hands. He began to see him go up to the mountain and commune with God. He began to be in the presence of God with Moses. And so what am I saying? Sometimes you got to hang around the anointing for the anointing to get on you. Sometimes you got to be in the presence of the anointing in order for God to begin to deposit some things that I necessary for where he's trying to take you and so that's why it's important and imperative that you choose who you hang with that you choose who you're around because it, it, if we look at it we see the children of Israel and I'm kind of getting ahead of myself but after Joshua died there was no successor and so then we see the judges come in and the judges will begin to come in to lead the people but what happened was God told them he said if you don't obey my instructions and obey my word when you go into this land these people are going to influence you to now worship their gods and that's exactly what happened and so you have to understand that we have to have a representation of leadership to lead people in the right direction there has to be an example of what God has commissioned and what he's ordained but to be manifested in the earth it comes through a voice and so Moses was the voice of the time and so Joshua was working alongside of him and Joshua had been commended as a warrior he was a responsibility to go in and to destroy the Amalekites and go to war and go to battle as he was along with Moses as they were conquering territories in order to get to the land of Canaan. But then I want to tell you about how him and uh, Caleb they went into the land to spy out the land. And when they went to spy out the land, the other spies who were with them, they said, you know what? There are giants in the land, and we look like grasshoppers to them. And I don't know if we're able to overcome them. But the Bible says that Caleb had a different attitude in the New Living Translation. But in the King James Version, it says he had a different spirit. He had another spirit. And so what happens is that Joshua and Caleb were attached to each other and the anointing was upon both of them because they showed forth a different spirit. So what am I saying? When the anointing is upon you, you'll see things differently. When the anointing is upon you, you'll see not everything as a challenge or a boundary or a restriction, but you see it as an opportunity. And so Joshua and Caleb saw this thing as an opportunity to begin to glorify God. He began to tell the people. They said, listen, our God is well able to do this. I believe that God will give us the ability to conquer our enemies. And when they begin to come into agreement, listen to this, Joshua and Caleb came into agreement because they had liking spirits because they were hanging together as like-minded people. This is why you have to begin to go through your phone and begin to get into a place that before 2022 come in, you need to decide who you're going to block and delete. 
who you're going to block and delete. Some people have done you wrong in 2021. Some people have disappointed you in 2021. Some people have misused you and abused you in 2021. And you need to make a decision that I'm going to go with the anointing and I'm going to go and stay focused on the work of the kingdom. I'm going to go and stay focused on what God has called me to do. And I can't get caught up in where somebody has messed me up, disappointed me. I got to continue on with my assignment. I got to continue going forward. And I can't allow anybody else to change my attitude toward what God can do. And Joshua and Caleb kept the same mind. And they began to encourage the people that we can do it. But the people were in a place of disbelief. And they didn't allow their disbelief to hinder what they had been anointed to do. Because if Joshua would have came into agreement with what the people were saying, he would have not continued on to be a great and mighty warrior. He would have not continued on to be the successor to Moses and to lead the people outside of Egypt into the place of their promised land, take them over the Jordan, the Jordan River. They had to be in a position to keep that same spirit of being in line with God's voice, being in line with God's instructions. And so Joshua had the mindset that, you know what? We're going to persevere. We're going to overcome. Now, because he showed that type of confidence, it gave him the ability for the people to be able to trust him and for him to establish influence. See, when the anointing is on you, it's not hard to establish influence because once you take the position of leadership, leadership is not just being a leader and being able to have people follow you, but people can't follow you if you can't influence them to go anywhere. Oh my God. So in other words, I have to have a lifestyle that lines up with God's word in order for you to be able to have faith in who I say I am. I have to live out this thing. I can't just have lip service and use my words to begin to determine who I am. I have to be an example so that you will have the influence to trust what I say is actually operating in me. And so that you have an opportunity to look at your life and say, God, I want to change. I want to be different. I want to grow to the next level. Just because I say one thing and do something opposite is not a place of influence. It's not a place of helping you get to your next level. So this is why you have to take the uh, you have to take the stance and live a righteous life and live a life that is pleasing unto the Lord. And so Joshua took that stance. And as he began to follow and stay connected to Moses, God was constantly dropping things on him. God was constantly preparing him to be next. And see, you got to look at your life and say, God, are you preparing me to be next? Are you preparing me to be the next one to be called, to be in a place, to fulfill an assignment in the earth that you have deemed to be fit, that God, I'm the one? And so you got to be in a position, stay around the anointing, stay connected to the anointing, because I don't want to drift off, because that's what the children of Israel did when Moses went up to the mountain. They said, he'd been gone too long. He said, now let's, let, let's make a golden image. Let's make a golden calf. Let us make a God that we can bow down and worship to. And they made an idol because they had become impatient. They had got all focused and they begin to now uh, uh, put their trust into something that God told them not to put their trust in. Come on, it's good. So now Joshua is at the place where I believe and know how does Joshua get the anointed? How does Joshua get to be chosen out of all the people? Can you imagine that there were probably other people that probably wanted to be in that position of being second in command with Moses and, and being right there 
in that particular uh, 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 atmosphere of being in the environment and the presence yeah. of God as close as Moses was and how close Joshua was. But what separated, I believe, Joshua was his spirit of humility, was his spirit of having confidence in yeah. God. He wasn't prideful or boastful, but he began to take the position of knowing his role as serving Moses and not trying to take Moses' position. Oh, I ain't going to get no help in this sanctified Pentecostal Baptist Church of here this morning. Because sometimes we get caught up and we idolize the first position and we try to tear down the person in the first position because we desire the position, but you haven't been a game for the position in that season or in that time. So you have to wait for your time because if you serve well in another man's matters, then God can allow you to go to the next level and he'll bless you in yours. I love, I love God. I love the word. That's what Apostle Hillier was sharing last night. And he was talking about giving birth to the to a prophetic word. And he was talking about the importance of when you serve another man's matters well. It's, it finds yourself that you can be faithful and he can trust you with your own. And I, I'm not here tooting anybody's horn. But Pastor Lynn and Pastor Debbie served us well for years. And so they served in another man's matters. So God can elevate and take them to the place where he said, I can trust you now with your own. And see, that's what you got to begin to recognize before I became a pastor and started a church in my living room I served my two pastors well I never dishonored them I never disrespected them I never questioned their authority I never came in their face and talked all this different stuff and asked them why this and why that if anything I disagree with I got into prayer and I said God you deal with the situation and I pray that you open our eyes and that we move into the next direction and because I honored them God was able to reel me up and bring me to the place and said now I can put you in your own place. Now I can trust you because you honored well, because you served well, and you were faithful over another man's matters. I think about the times I made sacrifice. Oh, can I just talk like I feel like it this morning? Oh my God. I, we, I had an opportunity to fellowship with some of the brothers that we were in our first ministry together with, and we came up in church together, and we used to have a homeless shelter. And, I, and I've told this story years back. But I had just got a brand new 1998 Ford Explorer, two-door white with the, with the gray trim. Oh my God, it was nice. It only had 21 miles when it came off the showroom floor. And, 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 and we had a women's shelter. And so we would volunteer our time and we would work at the shelter and we would be there. And then we had men's shelter. We, we, we flip-flopped, you know, it was different times we had the women, then different times we had the men. But at the time we had the women, I got this brand new truck and they, the laundromat was down the street. And I had to pile these women up in their dirty clothes in my brand new truck. <laughs> Baby, and one day they got out and there was a roach in there left behind. I said, Lord, have mercy, Jesus. I said, Lord, Father, God. I said, oh, Jesus, God. I said, help me today. Because I don't need to take home anything that don't belong to me. Because I didn't live with them. They didn't come with me. They weren't here when I left out the car. But God helped me today. But 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 I'm saying that because and I wasn't I, I, I wasn't all caught up in the fact because I took them to the laundromat many of times. Yes. Not concerned about my vehicle. I was concerned about being a servant. Yes. And I would drive them and wait for them to finish their laundry and pick them back up and bring them back to the shelter. We would wash the blankets and sheets and all that different stuff. And we, because I, I had a truck, so I was, you know, I could store more, more stuff and get into the laundromat. And those were things that we did that we served and we were glad about it. 
And that's where that's why I have such a, a, a hunger and a love for serving people. Those things were deposited in me in serving the homeless. We dealt with alcoholics that came into the particular shelter drunk and would curse you out. And you would still have to look them in their face and tell them in a stern way, but still yet be Christ-like to let them know that you're not going to come in here and run over this place. <laughs> that you're here and that if you act up, you can get kicked out. And yeah. so, but th those were things that we learned along the way. Yeah. And some people, they were, they don't, they haven't had that experience. But I thank God for the things that He brought me through because He knew where He was taking me to. And see, that's what you got to begin to look over your life and you'll begin to experience and say, God, why did I have to go through that? Why did I have to experience that? Because God was preparing you to have a heart of compassion and you would have to have to be able to love the unlovable that you'll be able to have to deal with when you when they got out of the car and them funky clothes, oh, the smell was still in there. I needed some black ice air freshness. Oh my God, if we had Febreze back then, I would have had it. But it wasn't out yet, amen? So let me get back to my message, amen? So Joshua, 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 what did I take you to go Deuteronomy, correct? Yeah. Oh, let me give you some scripture because I, I want you to see this thing for yourself. Oh, glory to God. <laughs> Listen to this. I'm going to read this. We, we, we good. Listen, I want you to just see it. So Deuteronomy 31. Let's start reading verse 1. When Moses had finished giving these instructions to all the people of Israel, he said, I am now 120 years old and I am no longer able to lead you. That's a whole other message. Yes, it is. For leadership to recognize I'm no longer able to lead. Because what happens is so many people stay in the stay in a space longer than God intended for them to be there. And if you would just begin to step aside and let in the next generation, the younger generation, because you're going to need legs to keep the ministry growing and going forward. And so he recognized, I have gotten too old and I'm no, no longer able to lead you like I did before. He said, the Lord has told me you will not cross the Jordan River. Now, he, and, oh, he had gotten instruction. You're not going any further. And sometimes we're in denial of that. And what happens when you're in denial of that, you hinder the growth of the people. Because you're staying somewhere that God said, I need you to move out the way because I need to get you to the next level. He said, but he, Lord, but the Lord, your God himself, will cross over ahead of you. He will destroy the nations living there. And you will take possession of their land. Listen to this. Joshua will lead you across the river just as the Lord promised. Now, Moses was making a specific distinction before the people of who was going to take them over. He was openly giving them who his successor was going to be, who was going to be to lead them and guide them because they trusted Moses this far. They trusted his voice. And so they need, now he needed to establish validity upon Joshua's life and the assignment that God was placing at his hands to do and that he was capable to do what God had instructed him to do. It goes on and says, the Lord will destroy the nations living in the land just as he destroyed Shion and Og, the kings of the Amorites. The Lord will hand over to you the people who live there. And you must dwell, dwell, deal with them as I have commanded you. So be strong and courageous. They have to pay attention to this. We're going somewhere. So be strong and courageous. This is Moses talking. Do not be afraid and do not panic before them. For the Lord your God will personally go ahead of you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. When God has placed his anointing on you, he's a place an assignment to be fulfilled. He is going to go ahead of you and he's going to make that thing good. Verse 7, it says, then Moses called for Joshua. And as all Israel watched, he said to him, be strong and courageous. 
For you will lead these people into the land that the Lord swore to their ancestors. He would give ancestors. He would give them. You are the one who would divide it among them as their grants of land. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord will personally go ahead of you. He will be with you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. He was reassuring Joshua, giving him words of encouragement, giving him words that God was going to be with him. Be strong and be courageous. And later on, you're going to see God say those same words that Moses said to him. In order to reassure and to let Joshua know that he was in the right place and that he was on the right assignment. Sometimes you got to be reassured that you're on the right assignment. Sometimes you got to know that you're going in the right direction. That you got to know that you know what, is this the place where you've been called to be at? Is this the assignment that God placed in your hands to do? Because you don't want to waste time and years in the wrong assignment. And sometimes we get caught up because we get comfortable. We get we get in a place where, you know what, this is all I know. And, you know, you've been at your grandma's church for 35 years and you've been sitting there and just going through the motions. And you say, you know what, I can't leave because big mama here. Well, are you growing? Are you increasing in wisdom and knowledge? Is your life being expanded in order to get to the next level? And so you got to ask yourself that. And so let's go to Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy 34. Last week we learned that the anointing can be placed upon a person by whomever their hand has been laid upon. Is that correct? So I can lay my hands on Deacon Ryan and release an anointing on him. When he was ordained as Deacon, I laid hands on him and released an anointing upon him to walk in that office, to walk in that particular calling. And when you lay hands, the anointing is beginning to be transferred. So let's look at Deuteronomy 34, verse 9. It says, now Joshua, son of Nun, was full of what? The spirit of wisdom. Oh, my God. The anointing brings wisdom. People always tell me, you're wise beyond your years. And, and, and because I, I came up as an old soul because my mom and dad were a little bit older when they had me and I was the youngest. So I saw things and, and my siblings were older. So I grew up, you know, listening to blues and Bobby Blue Bland and B.B. King and, you know, and James Brown. And, and then with my sisters, I, I love Prince and, 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 you know, and Michael Jackson and, you know, the Shaka Khans. They listened to that type of music and that, that, that built something in my soul. And I was around them. And so I would gain wisdom because I would always listen to older people and I would listen to what they had to say. I learned. I knew how to not talk back to my elders and those who were older than me. So I would just listen. I may not agree all the time, but I would listen. And there were some things that would be deposited that I would gain because that's how you begin to grow with wisdom, by listening. And so here it says, now Joshua, son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom. For Moses had did what? Laid his hands on him. Come on. Now Moses had laid his hands on him. And the anointing, the spirit of wisdom that was upon Moses had now been placed upon Joshua. And so you got to understand something because Joshua has to deal with this particular assignment of dealing with the same people that Moses has been dealing with. He's seen their rebellion. He's seen how they've rejected God. He's seen how they've been in this particular place. Now, who wants to take on that assignment? 
Who wants to take on the assignment of a stubborn, stiff-necked, rebellious people and say that I'm going to go head on and do what the Lord has called me to do? No, you're going to be like Jonah and run out of the place and not go to Nineveh and say, listen, that folks ain't worth saving. They don't want to hear no gospel. They don't want to hear the word of God. But Joshua, that's why, that's why Moses encouraged him. He said, God's going to go before you. Be strong and of good courage. Don't be afraid. And so that's why he had to be reassured. But when he laid hands on him, he said, so the people of Israel obeyed him, doing just as the Lord had commanded Moses. There had to be an outward showing of him laying hands on him so that the people would trust that now this is God's choice because they trusted Moses and they trusted God, Moses' voice, they trusted God's voice through Moses as a servant of God. And so as he laid hands on him so that they would trust Joshua. Because now Joshua was going to be the leader of the people and they had to establish some things so that they would trust him and he would have influence over them. Amen. Amen. We almost there, y'all. We almost ready to close. Let's look at Joshua one. Yes. <clears throat> Is this good so far? Yes. Amen. So Joshua chapter one and verse one, it says after the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord Spoke to Joshua, son of Nun. Now, I love this. When you, now that you have been put in the position of being the leader of the people, now you have to begin to distinguish and know God's voice for yourself. You can't keep living off the voice of the person who went before you. You can't keep living off what the thing that was upon their life and the assignment that was on them. You got to now get instructions from God and say, God, what is the vision for the house now? What is the, what is the direction that you want me to take the people into now? What place are we going in? And so God begins to, as soon as Moses died, that he established that I need to begin to establish relationship with Joshua. So now I speak to him as first in command, not a second in command because previous, notice this everything that Joshua got came through Moses <laughs> now that he's in the position of being the, 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 the one in charge, the leader, now God is speaking to him and giving him instruction and giving him wisdom, he said after the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, so now Moses assistant he said, Moses my servant is dead, therefore the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites across the Jordan River to the land I have given them I promise with I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set your foot, you will, you will be on the land I have given you. From the Negev wilderness in the south to the Lebanon mountains in the north, from the Euphrates River in the east of the Mediterranean Sea, in the west, including all the land of the Hittites, no one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. For I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. Verse 6, be strong and courageous, for you are the one. Who will lead these people to possess all the land? I swore to their ancestors and I would give them. He said, be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. And he said in verse 8, study this book of, the, of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night. So you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is wherever you go. Is with you wherever you go. Listen. God had established. He spoke to Joshua. He encouraged Joshua. He told him, listen. Don't be afraid. Be encouraged. 
He said, I'm with you. He said, do all the things that Moses has instructed you to do and obey the book. Meditate on the book. See, this is where we have a struggle with because we don't meditate on the scriptures. Yeah. A lot of times we say because we read the word that we think we've done it. A lot of people have read the Bible, but there ain't no Bible in them. You know, a lot of people go to jail. I done read the Bible five times, but you're still living like a fool. <laughs> so what happens is the Bible is supposed to transform your life. And the word of God is supposed to bring you into alignment with God and that you find yourself daily. God, I'm striving to be more like you. God, I'm striving to be a better person. I'm striving to have the heart of compassion, the heart of love, the heart of patience and kindness that you had. I want to display that because why? That's what's going to draw people into the kingdom. You can't just come in there and tell them that Jesus loves you and, and, and go ahead on about your business. You have to be an example before the people. Yes. I showed you last week when that supervisor said, now, I had not much interaction with him. He said, I thank God that every time, most, every time I was in your presence, you had a positive attitude. Somebody else thanks me and she said, why are you always happy? I said, it's too much work to be mad and ugly looking. Yes. It's a lot of work to be mad all day long. Angry, upset, just evil. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Who wants to walk around all day long? That's work. It's so much better to smile and have a good attitude because if I take that particular position, it's going to carry me through my day and my day is going to be blessed and I'm going to impact other people. What they're going to say is, I'm glad you came. I'm glad you're around. You don't want to be around nobody that's always mad, evil, angry, upset, and just looking all, what? not a joy to be around having that right attitude that's going to be the witness of who God is and so Joshua was instructed he said be of good courage meditate on this word get the word in your heart it's what distinguishes me people say well why do you love your wife like you love your wife because I got a good relationship with God yeah. see what happens when people miss it at is that you need to build a relationship with God and know how to love her because the Bible says to love her according to knowledge and so he created her, and I don't know him, I'm not going to be able to know her according to knowledge. Because he's the one who's given me the wisdom and the understanding on how to love her as Christ loved the church. So if I don't know Christ, and I'm not in relationship to know Christ, how am I going to love her like Christ loved the church? And I don't know the understanding of the relationship between Christ and the church, and how he sacrificed his life. And people will get, they don't, they'll misunderstand and not get it, and they say, well, it don't take all that. No, it do take all that. Because that's the only way that we're able to establish that God, by the grace of God, praying we see June 7, 2022, we'll be married 25 years. It's by the grace of God. And that's what you have to do. you got to have a relationship with God to love a person in a, in a situation, in an unselfish relationship. Yes. People struggling because they ain't got a true relationship with God in their relationship. Country Wayne even said it. I'm, I'm getting ready to close, y'all. <laughs> Country Wayne was on, uh, he, oh, he wasn't on Breakfast, so he was on another talk show, on another little podcast show. And he, he, he came to realization, I understand. He said, he, he was living in the projects, didn't have nothing. Him and his little girlfriend, now he got like 12 kids, y'all. But that's, <laughs> that's besides the point. <laughs> he got to understand though, his relationship with who God is. He said he would be, he said he would start picking up his Bible, reading his Bible. And getting the word of him. He said, but the young lady who he was with, she didn't come along with him and start reading the Bible or getting, getting into the things of God like he did. He said, so we couldn't mix. We couldn't mesh and come together. So he said, it takes two people that's going to seek God 
at the same rate, at the same pace, or, or have a desire to get to the things of God and have that same mindset in order for a relationship to work. Now this comes from Country Rain, who's a comedian, but he has a relationship with God and he understands that the power of God and having God in your relationship. I don't know where this is coming from. I don't know who need to hear this. This ain't in my notes today. I'm talking about I gotta have it. But I'm trying to give you some wisdom and understanding of what it takes to build a relationship. Because some of y'all want to get married. You, you're sitting around talking about, well, I ain't got married yet. And all sort of stuff. Have you sought God long enough in order to build a relationship with him that all of you has been filled up with God so that you want to be in a place of having voice and being un fulfilled when you do get married and you start seeking outside sources to try to fulfill something that can only be fulfilled by your spouse. So we got to take on that particular understanding. I, 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 we got to be going in the same direction. I know he cute. I know he got a good job. He making six figures. But does he know God? I ain't talking about him coming to church on Sunday because maybe there's a lot of folks coming to church on Sunday that don't know nothing about God. Do you have a relationship where the word of God has impacted your life, where you're seeing a transformation in his life, where he's treating you like Christ would treat the church, where he's cherishing you? And I keep telling him, I'm going to say this again. If the joker will not spend more than $3.99 at McDonald's on you, he ain't the one. Y'all argued over, uh, over uh, a castle burger. A castle burger. <laughs> Not even with cheese on it, just a castle burger. Yeah. That's not the one. Love will spend money on you and will bless you and encourage you. I'm telling you. Y'all, listen, I'm very close. I'm gonna bring Dick and Jerry. I'm gonna bring Dick and Jerry uh, as as an example. A few weeks ago, I told him, I said, go home and sow a seed in Sister Carrie. Now, he obeyed the word, went home and did it. She, she told me that a couple of days later, she said, he blessed me with a good seed, came home, gave me a kiss, and how long have you been married to Jerry? 51. 51 years of marriage, yes. and they still kiss. <laughs> Some of y'all been married two days, and you ain't kissed since you came down the aisle. I'm telling the whole truth, y'all. You get three weeks, three weeks in. I don't like the way he smell. <laughs> that was smelling the same way when y'all was dating. Yeah, yeah. Now you got a problem what he smell like? Right. Bouncer, come on me. <laughs> so I see it in his life. Right. If you can't get no cologne, go get some wax. <laughs> Just spray it now. Yeah, come on. I'm trying to help somebody get free today. 51 years. Well, that's an example. Because I want to get to that level. And, and he souls into his life. And knows this. She souls into his life. They give into each other's life. They take care of each other. That's what relationship does. That's what the anointing would do for you. See, when you walk in the anointing and you got to have it. You're going, to do what, you're going to do what the word tells you to do concerning her. And you're going to be blessed and you're going to be, you're going to be excited to do it. I get excited and I'll, I'll, be, I'll be waiting to serve her. That's the attitude you got to have. Because I'm not going to let you out-serve me. It ain't going to happen. I'm not going to let you out-serve me. But I'm sharing this, and I'm not trying to make anybody feel bad. I'm telling you, I only got this way because of the anointing. Yeah. 
I gotta have it. See, when you, when you walk it in that word and you begin to understand the sacrifice and things, because everything I sow and give, oh God, I'm reaping that thing. There you go. I'm reaping it. I'm reaping it. I'm reaping it. Different ways. I'm telling you. She honors me. She respects me. She loves me. That's that, that's 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 what I'm receiving back. Because we got different love languages as men and women. She's emotional. I'm physical. I see with the eye and all those other things. So anytime, you know, hey, we want to be what we're going to do. And then, you know, when the lights go out in the dark time. Come on. When it gets dark in the room. Huh. Come on, somebody talk to me. Come on. Uh -huh. Turn off the lights. Light a candle. Ah, shot. You see that? Ah, my voice came back for that Teddy P. Ah, turn on the lights. Yes. So Teddy get mad. Turn them off. You didn't hit me the first time? Turn them off. Come on, y'all give the Lord a hand praise. Y'all too much. You're supposed to laugh in church. What's wrong with y'all? It's like a comedy club. They're laughing and stuff. Somebody, you had a good time. That's so funny. You know, Amen. We give God praise. I thank God for the word. Um, I got to have it. The anointing. Um, the anointing carried Joshua. And if you read on and see the victories he uh, made and overcoming as a warrior and putting him in that position to uh, help the children of Israel along and even if they were still rebellious, God was still working through him. He was able to still stand in the position. The last thing I'm going to share, and you all know that if I have a dream and I remember it, it's something that is something about it. And uh, <coughs> this was last week, right, Pastor Nisa, or early this week? This week. Early this week. Yeah, it was like Tuesday or maybe Monday or Tuesday. So anyway, um, I had this dream that we were getting ready to have a church service. Um, it wasn't necessarily on a Sunday or whatever, but it was a church service that was going to be going on. And it was kind of like at our house. But our, it, it didn't look like our house, but it was in our neighborhood. It was actually, it was like at our house. It was a house across the street. And we were coming to the church. And when we got there, we got there a little late. And when, we, when I came in, people were eating breakfast. They were fellowshipping. They were talking. And, and okay, and I'm like, well, service should be starting and getting going. And I saw a lot of familiar faces within the ministry. And I, so I said, well, are we going to get started with church? And people kind of just kind of like casually, they began to keep doing what they were doing. And then they ended up coming outside, and outside was like a big deck or a patio-like, but it was a deck. And when they came outside, then all of a sudden I saw um, a, 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 like a, a football team coming across the street. They would get ready to practice with the neighbor. The neighbor was another apostle friend, a bishop friend of mine. I'm call his name. And I don't even talk to him, but I, I saw his face. He was taking his team, they were ready to practice across the street. And then after that, I saw 
three people in like those jumpsuits that were uh, like you get ready to go skydiving, but indoors or whatever it may be. And it was Deacon Ryan and Deacon Eugene was two of the people that was in those suits. And and they went over there and then they were getting ready. Then, then this cheer squad came and they were cheering and then they were having a dance show and all the people in the church was watching that. And it was like the three, like Deacon Eugene and Deacon Ryan, they were like a part of entertainment, not saying they were, that's what the dream was. Like part of entertainment and they were doing and helping the things of that nature. And so that was like the dream and, and, and everything was going on. And I said, God, what is what are you saying? And so he said, people are distracted with all these various different things from being focused in on God. And then he told me, and Pastor Nisa had clarified, and she said, she said, even the Lord was telling you, don't be distracted with the people and what they do. Be concerned and stay focused on what God is calling you to do. Sometimes people get caught up and they think that I'm supposed to deal with every little minor issue that you're dealing with. That's why Jethro came to Moses. He said, Moses, if you don't establish some help and deal with these people and their particular issues, you're going to kill yourself. And so he brought in leaders to deal with the people's issues and because people were coming with issues and, and, and they were looking for Moses to settle them and to, 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 to begin to give some wisdom and, or instruction. But God said, you can't be distracted to the point in place where you're concerned to the place where you miss out on what God is leading you to do as a whole. Because everybody ain't got it. Everybody's not distracted and everybody's not in a, in a position uh, where, you know, things are coming up and they're getting all focused from God. And sometimes we'll get focusing on, on some of the ones that's distracted, trying to get them back in line. And we miss the ones who really want God. I'm just sharing with you the dream. Now you can interpret it any way you want to interpret it, how you, you want to look at it. But I know that the Holy Spirit, he, and he just began to confirm that. You can't get distracted. Jesus came and he taught the word of God. And he said to Peter, he said, feed my sheep. I have a responsibility to feed the sheep. Now what you do with what you eat is your choice. You can spit it out and walk on it. And stomp it out. And come back, eat some more, spit it out, stomp on it, walk it out. Or you can make a decision and eat. And allow it to be digested into you. Allow it to begin to do what it needs to do. For you to grow, for you to mature, for you to begin to get to the man and woman of God he's called you to be. And, you got, and you'll keep feeding. And you'll keep eating. And you'll keep growing. But you cannot get all focused and distracted by the distractions. Because at the end of the day, God is the ultimate judge of it all. And the Bible says that we're supposed to work out our own soul salvation with fear and trembling. And what happens is, because we've come up in the old church and the pastor was in everybody's mess, trying to get them to get right you can't force anybody to get right that's not my assignment did, did we see Jesus trying to force the Pharisees and Sadducees 
He gave them parables, gave them little hints, gave them little drops of nuggets of, of wisdom, and he kept going with his ministry. He didn't waste a lot of time with people that did not want to hear what needed to be heard. Do you not know that people have told me to say, well, I, you, I haven't done anything with the stuff you told me, so I know you're not going to keep calling me. They knew that they were not listening or was not applying what I was instructing them. They said, well, I know why know I ain't calling you. Why would I keep pouring into you and you're not doing anything I'm telling you? That's time wasted. That somebody who want to change, want to grow, I can pour into you and help you get to the next level. And some of you need to just be honest with yourself and recognize that. You, you, I ain't listening. I don't want to hear. Well, okay then. I'm going to still love you with the love of God. I'm going to still feed the sheep. Because what you choose to pick up and eat is your choice. Because everything coming across the pulpit, you know, it, it may not be for you to eat. And that's why, let me tell you that part. That's why I send you Ari Vernon, T.D. Jakes, Mike Freeman. I'll send it to somebody else's voice that say the same thing. Brother Joseph, when he, he, he probably, I don't know, I ain't going to say the only one, but he listened to the message when I emailed and he sent with Ari Vernon. He said, this is just the same stuff you've been saying. He said, I, I, I do, because I'm not intimidated by somebody else coming and preach. People were so surprised that we were out of town and then I would have somebody that's locally here in Joliet come preach on a Sunday. I'm not intimidated. I, I, what am I afraid of? A lot of preachers and pastors, if they out of town, they ain't gonna let nobody come in from the outside or anything like that preaching. I'm not. This is God's church. This ain't even mine. You don't belong to me. You belong to God. Just like what? And we have to have an understanding to know that God is in control of this. God is the one that's doing it. God is the one that's leading and guiding. So we can continue to grow and continue to mature and continue to get to the next level. Because that's what God will do. Because I'm telling you, God has so much in store for this ministry. And I'm so excited about what he's going to do for 2022 because what he does in 2022 is going to position us for what he does after that. Because I'm going to bring vision, newness, freshness. Because why? I love God's people. I love God's people. And I love what he's placed in my hands to do. The assignment he's placed in my, in my hands to do the work he's commissioned me to do. So we're gonna keep pushing forward, guys. We're gonna keep moving forward. We're gonna keep trusting God. We're gonna keep praying for one another. We're gonna keep encouraging one another. We're gonna keep building each other up. We're gonna keep allowing God to minister to our hearts and to our souls. So that we can be set free. Is that alright? Come on, give the Lord a hand praise.
I'm sorry. Yeah, before, but that's what, that's what we're going to do after we pull these names. That's why I thank God for help. Thanks for Satoshi for reminding me. Go ahead, get up. Oh, you got one more? So wait a minute. No, get a basket. You can, uh, you know, uh, uh, Brother Terrence. Who is that? Uh, Ashton over there? Ashton. Come on. My main man. Ashton, how you doing today? You all right? You been good? How's school going? Good? What grade you in? You in second grade already? Man, you getting old. <laughs> My main man, Ashton, right here. Come on. Now, when we do this in picking names, and, um, this year we've deemed the year of honor. Um, and the first group, we, we blessed uh, seniors in the first quarter. Uh, we blessed them and just sold into their life, honoring them. And then we sold into uh, veterans, we blessed them. And then we sold into educators for the third quarter. Uh, we blessed them. Each one was 10 people each, each time. And now, the last one of this year, we're honoring, we're honoring medical staff workers. And so we were given instructions to um, nominate a medical staff worker. Um, someone, is not, someone is not a member of the church. We put the name in the hat, shake it up. Terrence, you, you shook them up yet? Come on, shake them up, Terrence. Come on, shake them up. Come on, shake them up. them like you're scrambling eggs. <laughs> I know your eggs be good. I know, but Deacon Jerry, you. <laughs> So we're gonna pick two names. So Ashley, put your hand in there. Okay, and give it to me. I want you to pick now. You pick one. Ash, you go again. Pick it up. You go. She got it already. Come on. Come on, Ashley. Just rotate. Come on with it. How many we got now? Five, six, maybe four more. Come on, come on, Ashley. Get a good one out of here. Yeah. Right, they all good. Where we at? Two, four, six, eight. Yeah, they ain't got that bottom. There you go. Yeah. We need one more. Come on. All right. Let's use that's 10. Amazing assistance. Y'all give them a hand, praise. Thank you all. God bless you. All right. Wow. So, our first name uh, is Rama Allen. Uh, I submitted her name. She's a nurse. Amen. Rachel Robinson. Submitted by Sister Bridget Mason. All right. Tara Cicero. Submitted by Minister Suzette.
Sharita Brown. Oh, Sharita Brown is when it's submitted by Pam Brown. Okay, okay. Natasha Wright, submitted by me. Crystal White, submitted by Medicine Suzette. Brother Don Mayberry, submitted by Medicine Suzette. Come on, my man. Don Mayberry, that's my guy. Tasha Bryant, submitted by Sister Chantel. Rosia Goody, submitted by Dr. Tanya, Dr. Tanya, I mean Dr. Tanya, Dr. Tanya, uh, Brother Steve Battle, amen. So listen, if your person's name was called and you submitted them, you can contact them and let them know that they won. Um, there's one person in Minister Alba's that's going to be submitted in person as we put on his note. So we we'll make sure we, uh, that's going to be in person. But the rest will be mailed to them. So they'll get a seed mailed to them. Um, we'll get them out. Maybe start next week, Deacon Jerry, but I'm going to write a letter to go in all of them. So when I get the letter down here to you, then we can mail it. So I have it down here by Wednesday, so. Okay. So, um, I guess I'll hold on to these now, right? Because they're getting mailed. So I hold on to them, and I'll give it to you, Deacon Jerry. I'll give it to you. If you want me to. I will make sure everything's on before I get into all right, let's give it a hand praise for all our natural staff workers that were chosen today. Ain't God good? Amen. So they're going to receive a $125 check, amen, just for, hey, they can do whatever they need to do, amen. You can't catch up with a nurse, so we're not going to try to deliver to them, amen, because they schedule, they work schedules all over the place. We're just going to put it in the mail, simplest, easy way, and get it to them. That's what we're going to make sure the addresses are correct. So once if anything is different, then just please contact us and Natasha and let her know. But, um, so we can get them in the mail and get them moving forward. Let's stand our feet. Come on, Prophet Zaddy. Also, please a reminder um, that we're still wearing our uh, mask in service. Hey, man, if you're talking on the mic and you separate somebody, it's, it's fine. You know, but we're still wearing our mask in service. Hey, man, just to be safe until um, the state gives us to go ahead and change that particular uh, indoor mandate. Go ahead, prophetess. Well, I just want to encourage you guys to stay true to who you are. The word that I got was to stay fast. Stay fast. I had a friend to come in from New York a couple of days ago to uh, visit and to thank me for being who I was in her life. And I hadn't seen her in a couple of years. But she just had to come by and show me, you know, that she was, she had grown from where I left her at, you know, from, you know, ministering to her. She, I saw her at her very, very lowest point. And she just wanted to know from all the encouragement that I had given her that she had grown and uh, she had moved on. She had moved on and had a new life and that she just wanted to thank me in this Thanksgiving season. So I just want to say, stay true to who you are and be steadfast in the word that you are ministering to people that you love and trust. Amen. 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 
Father God, I just want to thank you. I thank you, God, for the word that was given today, oh God. But Father God, I just thank you that it will take heed. We will take heed of that word and grow with it and trust it, Lord, Lord God. And I thank you, Lord God, that it will just help us grow to be the person that we are today and that you want us to be tomorrow. Lord, I thank you for this day. And Lord, you made it for us to grow and grow and grow. Lord, give us traveling grace so we may be able to come here and get the word and receive it again. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord.